Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We have a date between England and Denmark at Wembley in the semifinals as the final four of Euro 2020 is confirmed. There is much to talk about again on Sunday's episode of the Gaga Pod, so let's get into it. And we're down to four. We're down to four. England will play Denmark, as I said, at Wembley after another big day of action. Denmark, too good for the Czech Republic earlier on in the morning. And then England, well, they breezed past Ukraine 4-0 and 2-1, respectively. I'm with John Aloisi today. David Wiener with you once again. But we will give the opening word, John, to Michael Bridges. Bridgie, you're a happy man today. It's coming home. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> By the way, what was know, a whisper? I don't know. You know how sick I am of hearing <laughs> that from Michael Bridges. Uh, every second, it's coming home. It's stuck in my head. I, I keep on singing it, but I'm singing it. It's coming home, back to Rome. Oh, like that, John. Like how you've <laughs> twisted that. Very good. It's coming Rome. I'm very excited, Dave. We know it was just again a brilliant morning of, of football. Both matches, um, quality, but England. You know, playing the underdogs, Ukraine, and they're just putting a professional performance from the defensive unit. Yet again, a clean sheet. Harry Kane getting two goals, and Luke Shaw. Wow, what a what a mm. what a transformation from playing under Southgate to Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Hang on, I'm confused. <laughs> I just loved it because he put the critics to bed. He's got what a third assist of yeah, the yeah. tournament, more than he did under Mourinho in so many games. Yeah. Mourinho gave him a bit of stick. Luke Shaw delivering and just silencing him in the best possible way. Brilliant. Now, you're whispering it's coming home, but how close should England fans be to stand to whisper it? And it's a little bit of a sing, John. How much do we read into the, this performance? How good were they? Oh, they have to believe, definitely, because you have a look at England, the way they're defending. They're not conceding too many chances. They uh, Four clean sheets... Five clean sheets. Five. Five clean sheets in a row. Uh, I think it's the first time in the Euro Championship history that that's happened. So, and, and now they're starting to score goals and look good at the other end. So, you know, Harry Kane needed that boost of confidence, that late goal against Germany. There was a weight off his shoulders. Then he's coming to this game. And you could just sense as soon as he had that first chance, he was putting it in the back of the net, grabbed his second goal. Then he had that volley. Whereas if he had that in the first few games, he would have struggled. But uh, you can see now that he's. He's really on top of his game, and Sterling is as well. John, the only previous time England started a major tournament and had four or more successive clean sheets was... 1966. We, uh, I keep on hearing about 1966 <laughs> that just often. hashtag just saying. <laughs> you know, I got a message from uh, it was a Greek mate. He said, uh, England have won as many major tournaments as they have. One. Are we moving on, Dave? <laughs> Let's just keep talking about the game. Jens, I couldn't be in better company to discuss Harry Kane. And I'm intrigued by it because everyone was so worried, not in the first two games in terms of smashing Harry Kane, worried because England know how important he is to their hopes. And what is amazing is the difference in body language, the difference in confidence. You talk about that snapshot that was almost a brilliant goal for his hat-trick today, John. 
what has changed between games two and three? Is it something tactical around him? Is it fitness? Is it is it uh, confidence? Is it a combination? Because now he looks like the guy who could go on and win the golden boot. It's definitely confidence. Uh, look, the combinations, yeah, they, they were a bit closer today. Like Mason Mount was close enough to him. Sterling was close enough to him. Sterling on that first goal was was sensational the way he cut inside. He actually made Harry Kane make that run. He goes, here, play the ball because uh, I, I'm actually... You, you, as soon as you make that forward run, you're in on goal. And uh, so that was really good. But it's confidence. And we know what it was like, Bridgie. As strikers, when you go one game, two games, three games without It plays scoring, on your mind. It plays on your mind. You start to feel heavy. You start to feel fatigued. You're going into games and you're going, oh, I don't feel quite right. And as soon as you score that one goal, there's a, a, a little... I don't know, there's energy that comes back into you. The the, the weight's like gone. You're liberated. Yeah. All, all the instinct things come back to you. Yeah. Like I say, the game, I can't think of the playing. I've lost track of time. When Harry Kane took a touch with his left foot past the goalkeeper instead that, of hitting it first time. against Germany. Against Germany. Harry Kane today, when that yeah. volley came outside of the area after two goals, he's hit a volley, which is going top corner. That is the man in confidence. I questioned his fitness. Looking back... He did there, look underdone, Bridget. He did look underdone. Now, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Sancho hasn't played for England under Southgate until today. What did he sort out this week? He sorted his contract talks out from his move to Dor- from Dortmund to Manchester United. Southgate see the mentality. that I'm telling you, that plays on your mind hugely when you're in transfer speculation and, and talks. Your phone, we've talked about in the last Gagan pod, everything happens, the phone calls. He's put that to rest. He's put faith in him. He's given opportunity. Harry Kane's in a similar situation with, with Tottenham Hotspur. There's talk that he will be moving to a massive club, uh, Man City chasing him. I still think that has has plagued, and the mental drain can also, it, it's a sign of fatigue or fitness. And he needed the goal, and I think the confidence booster that John's talked about is sensational. It's interesting because uh, Gareth Sackett actually referenced Jadon Sancho during the week before the game and said he is now playing training the best I've seen him. And it's so we always say here, you know, we, we all play uh, the coaching selectors and we talk about who should be in. But you always you always have a caveat, John. We never see what happened behind the scenes. And so when everyone's clamouring for Jaden Sancho, well, Gareth Southgate's come out and said, well, now he's training brilliantly. And lo and behold, he's in the 11. And that's what happens. And that's what good managers do. They go off of a training as well, training sessions, see how the, the players are training, see, you know, who's looking confident, who actually looks fresh, who looks fit. And, uh, and you know, Bridget just mentioned that it probably was weighing on his mind that you know that transfer to Man United didn't go through yet didn't go through once it went through he's probably just again you know doesn't need didn't need to think about it anymore and then he starts to train with all that confidence again knowing that his uh, future is sorted and Luis Enrique is the same I've seen him work close hand and he will pick his starting 11 on who's training well Sarabia was a perfect example he spoke about him leading into the tournament he goes Sarabia's training the house down he's one of our best players and he's he's given him that confidence and uh, and you can see with the return and he's scoring goals playing well and and he would have seen the same in Pedri he doesn't think Pedri's looking physically tired because uh, he, he sees him every day in training golden boot Oh, he's in. Yeah, the way he's back in it. He's back in it. Definitely back in it. Um, he what was two it? more. Is it Ronaldo, Ronaldo and Schick? Yeah. yeah, and they're both out of this. So Harry Kane. Yeah, why not, Dave? Especially in that form. And I think today, once they got that second goal in the second half, so early, the first goal happened nice and early for England. Harry Kane producing the goods. Ukraine. I thought were magnificent for the remainder of mm. that half. They were causing problems. They had an injury at the back. Changed their formation to a, a back four. Instead of a five, 
And I think it helped them. They got more numbers in midfield. They outnumbered. Get in at half time. Southgate's saying, listen, we've got to be very, very careful here. We've had a little bit of a, a dip. And you come out in that second half. Shevchenko's trying to mm. rally his troops around. And Harry Maguire scores within a minute. That sucks the life out of you. Yeah. You just see the Ukraine, you, game Ukraine just went, that. we're done here. It was almost, if it wasn't for the Maguire goal, it was almost that classic situation where you do score too early and you're too complacent after that. Yeah, and that, that's it. And But that's what the second half, it was a, It was a, just a, call it a coaching killer. It was a team that just sucked the life out of them. And what it allowed England to do was change the two midfielders, yeah. Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips, both on yellow cards. In came Henderson, Bellingham. I tell you what, good, good squad. Rashford got to run out today, and you, you know, Grealish not getting a look in. Who has changed the game in the last Calvin game against Germany? Got on. He got mm. his first taste of European football it's or the a, Euros. It's a good sign. They've only got to go from Rome back to England. Denmark have got to fly back from Baku. Baku, hell of a trip as well. Again, and it was hot. It looked hot yeah, in yeah. Baku. Yeah, it's it's an amazing testament to um, something that England have done so well in this tournament is control. So that early goal. You can get the, get the ascendancy back. If Maguire doesn't score, then you've got that little bit of, you know, that little bit of, here we are, we in a game now. And England took the life out of the game and went on with it. Look, that early goal, part of the reason for it was Raheem Sterling. We've got to talk about Raheem Sterling. We've been talking about him all tournament. He is probably the leading light for player, the clearest leading light. Because, you know, sometimes you might look for something a little bit more subtle. But in terms of clear output, Raheem Sterling is probably leading the way. And his transformation from club to country has been phenomenal. Gareth Southgate's faith in him has been Exceptional. Humble pie on my behalf. Take it away, John Aloisi. No, Bridgie, I didn't want to bring it up, but at the beginning of the tournament, you're calling for his head after five minutes. <laughs> you're saying take him off. He frustrates me the <laughs> amount of chances he squandered, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, off. his runs for yeah. that first game, yeah. when he ran in behind, Harry Kane was dropping in short. Yeah. He was immense. Yeah. So I, fair I, play. Yeah, I did say, I said, look, I think the way that England play, he is one of the most important, if not the most important player, because Kane's not that type of player to run in behind. Um, and Sterling can. He can make those forward runs. He's an intelligent footballer. Plus, when he gets to the ball and he starts facing you up, he can actually beat you. So you just look at his all-round game for England. It, it is brilliant. And look... He didn't have the best of years at Manchester mm. City. Um, what I don't do you know. put that down to? How, how can you change quickly for a Euros? Oh, the confidence that the, the manager gives you. Yeah, Southgate, right? Yeah, South, Southgate giving you that confidence that you're, you're the first on my team sheet along with uh, Maguire and Kane. They're, they're the three that you think that at the start of the tournament, you knew they were going to play. The others you go, oh, maybe Rice, maybe Phillips, maybe you know Henderson might end up starting or whatever else. They, those three there under Southgate are starting. And so he comes into it going, you know what? I'm in my own backyard. Yeah. I, I, you know, I lived down well, the road. Yeah. yeah, I lived down the road when I was growing up. I um, Southgate loves me. He's given me the confidence, and straight away he, he had that. You know what? I, I'm ready for it. But by the way, you spoke about the burden, the weight, and the world, the weight of the world on your shoulders that Harry Kane felt today. I, I saw the Sterling that took defences apart two years ago. The touch was back, the pace was back, the invention to go at players was back, and all of a sudden you had that on both flanks because that's a very typical trait of Jadon Sancho as well. So uh, amazing stuff and, and absolutely pivotal for um, Southgate. And in the 21st century, here's a stat for you, Sterling to Kane, six assists. It is the biggest supply line of any England duo uh, in the 21st century. So it's not only Sterling being 
one of the first men on the team sheet. It's Sterling plus Kane being indispensable for Southgate right there. What did we make of Jaden Sancho? Because you'd speak about the depth before, Bridgie, and I know yesterday you were like, I can't think about the, the, the selection options, just let's get on with the game. But literally, you've got the fact that Foden started the first two games, Grealish has two assists in the tournament, Rashford came off the bench today, um, Jaden Sancho has thrown his hat in the ring as well. Bakayo Saka wasn't even the squad. What's going on with your country? It's just good times. Me and John were discussing this on the Uber on the way back to the hotel going, man, the the future is just so bright. Bellingham as well, 17 in that midfield. Um, It's just unreal at the moment. You've got um, James, who we haven't even seen Mm. from Chelsea. Chilwell doesn't even get a look Chilwell. in. So the f- future is unbelievable, thinking ahead towards the World Cup and, and beyond that. But the moment is now, and J- Sancho, Sancho got his opportunity, Dave. What I liked about his performance, he didn't try and overdo it, thinking this is my start, I've got to shine, I've got to be the standout, and kind of overdo what he had to do. Every time he got it, he was looking for some other options. He got himself in pockets of space if he wasn't playing out wide, and he just kept getting the ball off Walker. And when it was requi- required... He did have a good a good drive and a good run in one-on-one situations. I, I liked his performance. What I like about him, and uh, and especially in the first half, you notice Mount was always gravitating towards where Sancho was because what Sancho does do, and he's got the ability to do it, play and go. Mm. He, he plays that ball and then he's off again to get that one-two. And it's very hard to track. And, he, and that's why I think he played him because I think he was expecting him to sit off which they did at the start, but didn't last too long. four minutes. Yeah. And Sancho's got the ability to actually, you know what, in tight areas, get out of it, put through those yes. quick one-twos. And I think that's one of the reasons why he started him. He's got so much ability. He, he had a good game. Not outstanding that he didn't create a so, I mean, he goal. didn't try to shine. Yeah. He did a job for his team and mm-hmm. his nation. Interesting. Yeah, and it's also not a, uh, you, you might perceive that Sancho would be like, okay, we're going to pick a fast plate again behind. No, he can pick a part. And, it's, and that's where he's got different options for and different scenarios. I think that's scenarios. why it's showed with his Dortmund stats. He's assist this season, not only his goals that he can do when he runs in behind. And John was, John was talking about that little intricate play, the amount of little assists where he can go, drive inside, play a little give and go with somebody and set up other players. It's, I'm just delighted we've actually seen him because he was the one that I'm thinking, how can you do so well in the Bundesliga yeah. and not get an opportunity? And I can only put it down to his contract yeah. talks. There's so many good stories in this English side. We touched on it on the programme this morning. Redemption, comeback, proving a point. Even Kane within the context of five games. But Luke Shaw's a big one. He was... He's been tremendous, absolutely well, tremendous. I was speaking about it now because I'm thinking ahead about the semi-final. How, um, where's England's strength? Their strength is down that left side because down that left side, you, you see the majority of their chances they've created, the majority of the goals have come down that left side through Sterling, Shaw, Kane, that combination. Then it was Grealish that came in on that side. And Shaw's a big part of that. He he and look they they attack a little bit different on the left than what they do on the right. Walker on the right, he's mainly that one that stays in a build up with the back three. Uh, even though they weren't playing a back three, he's a little bit deeper and yeah. they allow Sancho to stay high and wide and Mount to be in that sort of attacking ten position, that uh, attacking midfielder. But on the other side, Sterling comes inside, Shaw goes high. So Shaw is one of your major outlets and he's the one that's creating everything. So what other country that are in the semi-finals play the very, very similar style of football, John? Italy have the same it's, sort of rotation. Yeah. It's yeah. almost an identical style. 
and it is so effective. The only and difference I- with, sorry to interrupt, Bridgie, the only difference is that the nines are different. So Kane is so good with his back to goal. He's he's brilliant. And he can also drop in deep and the, the, the wingers can run in behind. Whereas uh, Immobile is more that player that plays on the shoulder trying to run in behind because he's not as strong at keeping the ball. He loses a lot of the balls half the time. But um, And then in midfield, our, the midfield of the Italians is a lot closer together. Sometimes the, the English midfield... England are a bit, a bit more defensive in that unit. Yeah. With with um, Phillips and Rice, thank you yeah. very much. As opposed to the Italians, I think they've got lovely, a lot quicker ball movement, a lot better rotations in there, and that's what scares me if that is going to be the final. But this tournament, I've got to say, the Euros, I think, will be remembered for the left backs or the left wing backs. Oh, it's just absolutely. been uh, every nation, even the goal this morning from um, the, the Dolberg. Yeah, for yeah, Dolberg's goal, yeah, for the cross, yeah. the outside of the right foot yeah, yeah. from the left. Mailer. Man. I mean, we'll talk about the semi-final matchup specifically in a minute, but the, the, the wing-back slash full-back battle in this game is going to be an absolute ding-dong affair. It, it, I mean, there's a lot of different battles, but it could go on to decide. Yeah, it. The only thing is on the opposite sides of each other. Wouldn't have been great on the same side to see what was happening. But, but both Denmark flanks have been outstanding. Yeah. The, the first goal came from the right today, yeah. so it, it'll be absolutely brilliant. The only thing, Bridgie is Ukraine for half an hour posed a threat, but they haven't been a, a test. There wasn't a big test. It was comfortable. It was good result for England. Move on. Is there any concern that you get to the semi-final point and wonder what happens to this English side when they get put under major stress? Germany go one nil down. Test. Germany was their test. Major stress? Yeah. Can I just say? One, no, go one nil down. Go Cro- one nil down. Croatia. Yeah? Won their group, group game against Croatia. That was a big test. Playing against Germany when you've never beaten them in a major tournament in God knows how many years, that was a major test. They come through both them games unscathed, not conceding a goal. I'm not yeah, worried. Yeah. I'm so, not worried so, at all. But I know what Dave's saying, that um, I agree with Bridgie in a sense that they've had major tests, but they haven't come from behind yet. Or in-game had yeah, to yeah, solve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't come from behind yet. But they, you know, they're hoping they don't have to come from behind because if they keep two more clean sheets, they've got every chance of going all the way, You know, even if they don't score because you know what it's like. Penalties. Would you like penalties in the semi-final? English hate penalties, John. <laughs> Wash your mouth out. I think the last bit of joy we had in a penalty shootout was against Colombia in the World Cup. Yeah. I got rid of so many demons, as, as most of England did. And that Germany one was the only last little gremlin on the shoulder. We flicked it off. We said good riddance, and now it's all the we, way. We've, we've been going on. Go. We've been going on about um, you know Sterling, Kane. You know the, the attacking uh, bit about England, but let's not forget Stones and Maguire. They they've been immense. Mm. They've been great, and and just their their presence out there for set players attacking as well. Oh, it just I I think that um, you know that's where England probably. I think that's their major positive, is how defensively good they've been. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Maguire's become a talisman. I mean, he was a bit of a caricature 18 months ago. Yeah, like you say, Stones was having a nightmare at Manchester City as well. He's been playing a lot last season. Um, Pep got him playing sensation. I think um, Diaz... Yes, came, yeah. a, came alongside, gave him a whole new lease of life, and it's it's continued on. Mm. Maguire is his rock as well. Like John said, I think he is the mainstay, 
and Stones. He was on guard from Mings as well. That was playing a lot of the games, but it's just a lovely balance. And they've been able to change their system. Mm. I don't want it to be a love fest about England. It's happy times at this moment in time. Things are falling into place, getting the semi-finals at home, getting Wembley for the final, should they get there. The shorter trips. The, Look, yeah, I, 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 I like, I like to read the, the Spanish papers and they're already saying it's made for England to win. And, uh, and so that's the Spanish, and they're on a different side, of course, and they go, it's made for England to win. It's in their hands to win it because, you know, the, the, the home games that they had, the, the travel that they had for the quarterfinals is an hour, um, you know, whereas a lot of these other nations had to go travelling around the world and, you know, around the world, around <laughs> Europe, not around the world, but it felt like around the world when you have to go to Baku or St. Petersburg. So it is made for England. It is to- made, but the Danish and this Denmark team, Kier, I said to you, Dave, when we did the last uh, Gegenpod, if Kier and Delaney are fit, Denmark win that game. So let's move on to Denmark because those two were outstanding. 2-1 win. Denmark out of the blocks. Dream start. Uh, Delaney, you mentioned, pops up with the header. But Czech Republic were great after that. But, or, but you wouldn't say against the run of play, but exploiting a strength on the counter-attack. We spoke about that goal to Dolberg off... The most exquisite pass you could, of course, you could ever see. Beautiful. You, you know what? Denmark have impressed me a lot. I, I've watched them in nearly every single. Well, I've watched every single game, and um, watching them from the start, all through the, the competition, that you know they lost their first two games, but they didn't deserve to lose them. They, when they played Belgium, they were unlucky to lose that game. They were by far the better team against Belgium. Against Finland, we will we'll forget about. But um, you know, then their third game when they had to to win that game, they won convincingly. You know, four goals against Russia, then four goals against Wales, and then today when they'll put under pressure, which they were put under pressure by a Czech side that throw bodies into the box when crosses are coming in, they've got four or five bodies in the box at all times. Denmark were comfortable, like they stood up. They go, "Yep, you know what? You can come at us." They they conceded a goal, but they found the way. I actually really like this Danish side. I respect what the Czech. Republic did because that half time they had eight players lined up on the halfway line and they said, oh. you know what it is, we are going for this way. Was it one one nil down or were they two down? No, they were two down. At two down stage. at half time and they've just thrown everything at them and the Czech Republic got an early goal and that was the test. I'm going, hang on a minute. Denmark here, what have they got? Can they hang out? Because Czech Republic, all tournament, every opportunity, sling the ball into the area. And like John said, they defended magnificently. So it's going to be an absolutely, I think it's going to be a mouth-watering semi-final. I'm looking forward to it, obviously, because England are there. Tommy Sorensen's on the Optus Sports Studio. He was doing knee slides in the studio when the final whistle went, which has got to be, you've got to watch it on the Optus Sports social media feeds. He was brilliant celebrating and he was just trying to rub my nose <laughs> in it. Was, Definitely. Was. What I like about Denmark, that they can um, sit off and still make it difficult for the opposition and catch you on the counter-attack because they got Damsgaard, who's been sensational, young player that plays in Italy for Sampdoria. Um, he, I think he's been the find of the tournament or one of the finds. Um, and then you've got uh, Braithwaite, who's lightning quick. Dolberg, who's finding confidence and getting his goals. Mela on the left side. But you know who's really surprised me is Holberg in the midfield. I... I I know he's a good player. You know, we see him week in, week the out. Tottenham player? Yeah. Oh, he's unbelievable. Yeah, but he's, he's actually, even better. He's even better. He's even better. Than, yeah, he's, he's actually showing another side to his game. Yeah. That long ball that he played over yeah. the top. That was to Darmsgaard? Yes, yeah. to the Darmsgaard. It was a 60, 70 metre long ball. But it, it wasn't a long ball. It was a long pass in the path of Darmsgaard. Mm. It was sensational. He's showing another level. The only one for me that I, I still, I love the way the Denmark play. I love what they've been doing. Is Braithwaite. 
playing for Barcelona. I yeah, just, he's not a Barcelona level, but he look, he gives them something different because he's quick. He, he's got he, a role. Yeah, he's got a role in that team. Yeah. He's he's not that goal scorer. Like if you look at the first, well, the second goal when Mela plays that outside of the foot. Uh, cross, which was you know uh, out out of this world, really. That cross is one of the best crosses I've seen. Uh, he makes a near post run, so it's a bit unselfish in the sense that he's dragging his defender because he sees Dolberg. He's he's in, he's in, he's free. So if that ball's played at the right time, the right space, he's the one that's going to be on the end of it. So that goes unnoticed. The, you know th- those little things there, but he's a team player. You almost spoke about that cross in romantic tones. You stopped and you went, "When well, he played that ball with the left, <laughs> with the outside from Put the it's, left." It's, so you have to, if you haven't seen it, stop listening and go have a look at it. It, it is the pass of the tournament. It's the pass of the tournament Cross without the tournament. a shadow of a doubt. And the what I loved, it's very similar to Luka Modric's finish when he, yeah. he yeah. outside of his right yeah. foot against Scotland for the goal. Luka's got that. This was a cross with, and it's not even worth trying. Atalanta player. Atalanta have produced some players. That means a fantastic tournament. Fantastic tournament. I actually want to go through and tally up their success stories for a piece for the Off The Spot app next week because uh, they've they've been one of the great contributors. You mentioned that they had to pull things back. And they've got options, Denmark. Yusuf Paulsen coming on at the hour. So at halftime, the Czechs made double change, went hard. I tell you, they could have scored four times in the Jensen, four minutes before Jensen, they scored. Uh, he, Jensen came one. on. He's, yeah. he's another one. Every time he comes on, he, he creates yeah. something. He, he did. He's someone different as, as well, what they already have on the pitch. Um, yeah, I, I think they've got a very good squad. Very good squad. It's not going to be easy for England. I, they'll give them a game and a half. T- tell us the last few results that Denmark have had against England. I was going to try and body swerve this, but in the <laughs> Nations League, um, it, it, oh, was it 2020 last year with the Nations League was on? Last game against Denmark, Denmark won, England nil, Harry Maguire red card. The previous encounter, nil nil. So going into this one, I think it was the last time England beat Denmark was in 2014, it was 1 nil. So it favours Denmark, Denmark. Denmark will play on that. Yeah. They, they, they'll, they'll know that. They'll know that they can actually get a result against England and they'll be confident they can get... If they feel this is a fairy tale run for them, a fairy tale story because of what happened to Christian Eriksen at the beginning of the tournament. Give us the good news. Eriksen's out and about. He had a photo with a, a young fan today and it was great to see him out and about because, you know, your thoughts are still with him. You know, I, I was watching, you know, the, the the players and the coaching staff celebrate after the game, and what a roller coaster of mm. a month it's been for them—the highs, the lows—and and you you know you, you start thinking about Christian Eriksen, you know, his thoughts, his, you know, how will he be feeling seeing his teammates, you know, achieve what they're achieving, you know, he he probably won't play football again, um, you know, just just this mental state, but he, uh, you know, you're just grateful that he's alive mm. and that he's he's well, and um, but. Uh, yeah, you do think about him when in those moments there. Cas- sorry, sorry, Bridgie. Dave, carry on. No, Casper Hulman, the coach, has, has sp- spoken about it. Spoken about how it's weighed on them, how it's inspired them, how it's a vi- he thinks about it every single day. But in a way, not only have they galvanised as a team and showed incredible spirit, incredible leadership, even in a football sense, I feel like it's galvanised them. Because what were the two questions people asked about them? Do they have goals? Yes, and do they have? Is you know, is Ericsson their sole supply line? And they've all chipped in around it. They've had seven goal scorers, and you look at Damsgaard, you look at Hoiberg, you look at uh, even Dolberg sitting up in a goal scoring sense. They're f- Merla, They're finding other routes to goal and other ways to goal. So I don't know which way it's going to go, but I think it's fabulously poised. They're a great story, and their spine. Just to end off in the previous sense, they're not going to fear England. Schmeichel, Christensen, Hoiberg. 
They're yeah. not going to fear England. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're not going to fear England. Westergaard, who's been very good. Like, I've been really impressed. Look, we again, we see him, you know, that play with Southampton, but just his, his, his way of playing, his build-up, his passing. Um, oh, they, they, you know, they, they don't panic. And that's what's great about them. So, you know, they'll be confident and quietly confident against England that um, they will be able to take them all the way and get the result. Czech Republic, final word on them. They had a great tournament. I thought they were a great contributor to the tournament. And right now, one of their their stars, Patrick Schick, is in line to get the golden boot. He's equal with Cristiano Ronaldo. He got their goal at the start of the second half. But you sense, just like I mentioned that Paulson came on, Jensen came on, started to change things up. Once Schick went off... Maybe that sort of we saw a limit there to the Czech Republic. They didn't have a huge amount. He was really important to them. Yeah, I think he's key to them as well. And to get the supply and the service to him from wide areas because they're a very, very strong team mentally because the work ethic that they put in to get as many numbers in the penalty area in the attacking sense and then they go and do it and defend for their team. I thought the work ethic from there was sensational. It was it was actually admirable, and a lot of a lot of teams will be looking at that to say, this is what we need to try and emulate for the work rate of that team. And they had a game plan, but I just don't feel they could mix it up too much. It was became aerial aerial bombardment because of the height of them. Mm. They, they've had it. You know what? They've been very good to watch. They um, they actually don't just sit off. They they attack you and then they press you in, in certain areas. And again, they, they're very brave in the way they throw bodies forward. And it, it's very much that Slavia Prague is, is virtually got this national team up and going because, you know, we know what they've been able to do in the last few years, you know, beating Barcelona and uh, beating Leicester in the Europa League. So, you know, you can see a good generation of, of Czech players coming through and doing well and then and, and going to a higher level. I see a couple of moves coming off the back yeah. of this, without a shadow of a doubt. There's teams watching around the world um, will be looking at Schick and the way he performed against yeah. European and world-class players. I thought he was outstanding. I, I didn't expect him to have the tournament he had. He, he's, mm. uh, he's We brilliant. know he was good. Yes. Didn't realise how good he we, actually was, John. We always were expecting something from him that he was going to get to that level. But I think what helped him as well was, you know, that goal from the inside his own half. It was, you know, all of a sudden that, that makes a big difference. We talk about confidence. All of a sudden go, give me the ball. If I can score from there, I can score from anywhere. <laughs> two awards, goal of the tournament and the golden boot. Oh, wouldn't yeah. that be great And the, and, and the Pushkas, it's some goal to, to beat that one going forward. So our final four. You know, it keeps me awake, Bridgie, this, this pen tapping. Apologies to the listeners if, if you if hear If you hear the little knock, it's, it's like a woodpecker. Dave's got a pen, he keeps banging it on the desk, and I'm starting to get irate, so stop it. <laughs> I'll, throw, I'll have to throw it at one of each other. I hate to see when you, if England lose a game, what you're going to be like, Bridgie. Oh, you're Tom, like that Tommy, when they I, I don't condone violence, but Tommy will have two black eyes. You're, you're going to have to change position. You're going to have to go in the middle, and I'm going to hide out here in my studio because I, can't, I don't think I can put up with the fight. I'm a bit worried. In Sydney, we're in lockdown at the moment, but uh, we go back to the hotel, and we're allowed to like get together to have a meal and, and whatever else. But um, I'm just going to have to sit in between <laughs> Bridgie and Tommy Sorensen. For 48 hours, You made dude. me laugh, actually, because I, um, John cooked on the first night. Um, he cooked up a lovely a pasta dish and a lovely anti-pasta. Anti yeah, anti-pasta, yeah. Anti -pasta, yeah. Thomas did um, a fantastic steak meal. I did a seafood pile after Spain's win. Um, it's going to be very, very interesting because John was saying that there might be a bit of poisoning going on in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> if Tommy's cooking tonight, I might not be on set tomorrow. Hey, it's not like Tottenham on the final day of the season where all those conspiracy theories, you guys can't actually influence the result. Keep each other healthy, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I might just have to put some laxatives in his dinner. <laughs> oh, please don't do that to you. Please, please, please. Oh, guys. Now, let's go back to March, John. 
your power rankings as we head to the final four. How many were in them? Well, in the final four, so the how power many semi finalists? Yeah, I should so, say. Yeah, so the, the power rankings uh, we had five. Um, the ones that didn't <laughs> make it <laughs> were France, which is a shock that France didn't make it. But uh, they uh, did what the French can do very well is implode. Um, and then Portugal, the other side didn't make it. I had England. And England were second in that power ranking. And everyone was laughing, going, England can't win a tournament. How are they going to win a tournament? The only one that didn't laugh was Bridgie. And then I had Spain. And a lot of people going, Spain, not with this side, they can't make it. And Italy. And then uh, there was a few chuckles there as well. But I'm quite happy that I got three out of the final four. Do you know the bad news? He moved Spain out in April, put Belgium in. Oh, did I? Yes! <laughs> yes! There we go! Winner, love you. Love your work. I, I think someone told me to. Someone tapped me up and said to put them in. Can I just say, John's a very, very humble man, but when you mentioned the power rankings, did you see his head? That started swelling. Whoa. And you've just brought it back down to My earth. My shoulders just started growing yeah, a like a peacock. And, and, and I haven't even mentioned that I said Denmark will be the dark horse oh, before the go. tournament. And, and you know what? March, months out from the Euros, Italy in the top five ahead of your Belgiums. It was a good shout. We're seeing that come to life now. So let's have a quick chat. We've got a couple of days to burn, a couple of days to relax before the semifinals. But midweek's huge, guys. Wednesday, Thursday morning, 5 a.m. kickoffs both days as well. So the, the, the 2 a.m. alarm, kill it. Yeah, Smash on, it. Put on. the hammer on it. We're not doing it again until the Premier League season starts. But we, we have Italy against Spain. How do you split these two teams? Wow. Oh, look, I think the Italians have got an advantage the Spain have gone to two extra times uh, in the last two games, so already that 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 you know fatigues you. Uh, I think that the Italians also have got the advantage defensively. They've been very good as well as going forward, but it's going to be an unbelievable game because both teams like to play on the front foot. They like to play that attacking brand of football. A little bit different, but uh, they they love it, and they, it's going to see who outwits each other. Luis Enrique or Roberto Mancini, which they're both top level. Coaches, how much of a loss to the Italians is Spinazzola? Oh, he's a massive loss because he was he was probably their player of the tournament, along with Jorginho. Uh, Jorginho goes unnoticed a lot because he just keeps things moving and ticking and organising and screening and winning the balls in good areas and giving it to the players. But Spinazzola gave him that drive on the left side, and the one that will. Uh, will probably miss him the most is Insignia because Spinazzola, when he doesn't get the ball, he's actually occupying their fullback. So uh, Insignia can pick up the ball in those areas, in those pockets. And and I think that was clear to see, especially against Belgium. So a third choice Chelsea defender, fullback Emerson came in. Can he have the same impact, John? He can, definitely. He's got the quality. And Mancini's mentioned a lot that uh, the players change, but the script doesn't. Yeah. They know their roles. They know what they have to do. And I, I think that, the, you know, it, it's one player. You, you think that the, Ita- the Italians aren't like uh, most other countries at the moment. They're, they're pretty similar to the Spanish. If they miss one player, they've got another player at a similar, similar level that can replace them. Well, if you take out uh, Cristiano Ronaldo from the Portuguese side, He's Cristiano Ronaldo. He's their leading goal scorer. If you take Harry Kane out of... I don't think they've got that, that cover yeah. there yet, even though Calvert-Lewin's at a good level, but he's not Harry Kane. Correct me if I'm wrong when you talk about... And there's been a lot of talk about... You're wrong. Is a unit. <laughs> <laughs> Just generally. Yeah, that's it. The unit and everyone you know knowing their role. But it was a, quite a tight call between Emerson Palmieri and Spinazzola before the tournament, wasn't it? I don't think it was necessarily clear cut that Spinazzola would be an absolute revelation the way he was. So that might be some consolation... 
for the Italian fans that he can step in a bit more comfortably than people would expect having watched the tournament? Well, he, he, Emerson actually was playing. He was their starting 11 player they're leading into the tournament in terms of not the last few friendly games, but, you know, all those qualifiers that they have. He was their first choice. Spinazzola, his, uh, you know, year, few injuries, hamstring injuries. So he wasn't playing on a regular basis. So you're right. He wasn't the... the out and out going to be the left fullback. He only started to put him in the last few friendly games, saw that he was in good form, saw that he, he felt good physically, mentally, and then he threw him in. But uh, I don't think that uh, – I think that Emerson knows that Mancini also trusts him. Mm. Mm, yeah, exactly. And third choice at Chelsea, but you've got to make the most of your, of your moment and he's got a big opportunity here. Where is this game won? Where is this game lost? And I ask that Spain have dominated position in every single game. Are they going to dominate position against Italy? I think it's going to be very evenly matched. Again, I'm going to use that. Correct me if I'm wrong here, you guys. <laughs> I think it is going to be the team, stating the obvious, the most clinical. I've seen the Italians play, as we all have. I think they've been clinical in front of goal. I think they've created more clear-cut opportunities and they've taken their opportunities. I've seen Spain, and I think they... Italy can turn it up. They've got a few different options. Can Spain. Spain feel, I feel like they're too one-dimensional. Yeah. I wouldn't say one-dimensional. I'd say they do what they do very well. Correct. Yeah, but um, Spain will dominate possession. Even though the Italians have dominated most of their games in possession-wise, but Spain will dominate possession because Mancini can switch it up a little bit. Mancini can actually go, you know, all right, we're not going to press you, uh, press you all the time. We might lead you into areas. They did that very well against Belgium. When Belgium had the ball, they didn't press them straight away. They led them into areas, and then they won the ball in good areas. And so they can do that. Spain will look to actually press all the time, um, keep the ball all the time. As soon as they lose it, win it back straight away and also play a very high line, which the Italians can actually exploit. But John, that. it's that final. We've only seen yeah. Spain turn it up once in the final. I think they scored five. Oh, they've scored five twice. Um, yeah, but the two, the Sweden game, nil-nil, and yeah. then against Switzerland, when they were Switzerland, were down to 10 men. They just couldn't seem to find a way. So that's, that's, that's my question. That's, what I, that's why yeah. I think the Italians they, are going to be in the final. They, they need too many chances to score goals. That's yeah. that's their issue. Because they do create a lot of chances. I think they've created the most in the tournament, had the most shots in the tournament. If the least return. Yeah. So 240 minutes under their belt. Sorry, John. No, not, not, not the least return, because if you add up the games, they've actually probably got more goals than everyone but else. But it feels like it. Yeah, you can get that, you can like get that sense. Yeah. You can yeah. feel that sense that there's a lot of work for them yeah. to score. 240 minutes under their belt. We know Italy have high tempo, high gears. They can go to, you know, they, they're playing a really, really high energy game. So 240 minutes under the belt, John. Do you think Spain, who at times against Switzerland, when Switzerland ruffled their feathers in midfield, looked one paced, will they have the run in the legs if Italy take them the distance? I don't think they'll have the run in the legs. I have to be honest. I think that they they will struggle. Look, you have to understand as well that um, Busquets, you know, had a scare at the beginning, of, well, before the tournament. He was in uh, isolation for 10 days because he had COVID. So he's so important to that midfield. Pedri... Can he play another 120 minutes? 18 years old. He's, I he's, hope so, because I love watching mm, him. Oh, he's brilliant. But he's started every game. You know, I think he's going to have to change up some players um, because he needs to freshen it up. Because if they play against Italy and they play at that tempo, they probably won't last. But the game will be won and lost in that midfield. That midfield area, if you go through the six players that are playing in midfield... Let's do that. Okay. Busquets, Jorginho, Coque, Verratti, Pedri... And Barella. Barella. 
Oh, football porn. Wow. Football porn. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Bridgie quoted out of out of context yeah. coming up coming up later on the Optus Sports Social Channel. So you know what it that fascinates me about that is that um so the Italians end up trying to outnumber the, the, the opposition midfield by Insigne coming inside. The uh, and then they got Immobile making those runs in behind. Whereas the Spanish a lot of the time they keep their wingers high um and wide. But uh, Murata comes back in, so they try and outnumber in a different way. It's, it's fascinating because Murata drops back into that midfield to create a 4v3 if they can, and the Italians do it in another way. But it's still very similar. The, the actual philosophy of the way they like to outnumber in areas and create overloads is very similar. Rightio, then give us an answer. You've said Italy. You must be... Are you torn here or you you you, you got the Azuri hat on? Oh, look... I will be happy. Uh, no, no, I've got this already. Stop yeah. sitting on the fence and give us no, no, the no. answer. I, I, I'm not sitting on the fence. I want the Italians to win. But if if Spain go through because I got a soft spot because they actually you know took me in as one of their own for six years there. I've got fond memories there. Um, of course, I spent time with Luis Enrique when I was over there because my best mate that I played with was uh, working for him and now his son is the uh, analyst there so you know th- there's those close ties and Luis Enrique what he's been through with his uh, with his daughter dying a few years ago you know I've, I've got a real soft spot for them but as a uh, you know coming from Italian heritage I want the Italians to win. If he'd have said Spain there, he wouldn't have got back in his household. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, he, by the way, I wouldn't have been able to walk down Ligon Street. I know wow. that in Melbourne. <laughs> hey, get stuffed. <laughs> the best Italian team ever can't win against Spain. What is up with you, Aloisi? <laughs> I think that they, they, I'm starting to convince a few people about this Italian side. I can tell you that. Yeah. A lot of them now coming up to me and saying, by the way, you're right. I've never enjoyed watching Italy more so than this Italian side. Yeah. I'm just going to go on the Optus Sports social media page on Twitter. John, there's not many saying that. I'm, I'm starting to get hot. I'm getting flustered. I'm taking off my jacket. Oh, must be, it's, it's, it's almost time to go, I think. Uh, it is. It's been fantastic. Wait, what a you good didn't co- ask us about, give us an answer for the next I'm game. about to, but I'm oh. bit, uh, it is time to almost go. We did speak about England and Denmark in depth. What I want to get from you now is a tip and also just where this game will be won and lost. Rightio, then give us an answer. I got the score prediction right this morning for Denmark, 2-1. I'm going to give myself a rap. Got England score, 4-0. Correct. Going to give myself a rap. Nostral Damas is back. Nostral is We just back. want to know who wins. Sorry, Bridgie, sorry. <laughs> well, you got your chance to gloat. I wanted to gloat. It is going to be England in the final from that side of the draft. I've got to see England. But if Denmark do get through the fairy tale for Thomas Sorensen and the team, I wouldn't be upset in the slightest because of what happened with Christian Eriksen. We witnessed it. It was absolutely horrible to witness and I'm delighted where he is and how 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 sorry how stable he is and how the team have galvanized. I, I would not be bothered if England got knocked out. I am saying that and I I'd, I mean that. What what if they do, what's the biggest what's the biggest footballing risk to England in this semi final? <sighs> they haven't been behind this tournament. They haven't conceded a goal. Have they got the resolve to be able to show a team like Denmark like lost their first two games Galvanise have come from behind and won games and have shown that they can actually stay in a game. It's going to be a very, very interesting tie. I think it's going to... The better fixture is, I think, Italy-Spain. That's going to be just the football purest joy. England-Denmark, I think it's going to be very cagey because, like I said, the last three matches, nil-nil and one-nil either way to the team. So, very, very close. 
Denmark will lose against England. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see Bridgie's face. <laughs> no, I think England will be too strong at home, at Wembley. Um, Denmark will give them a good game, though. I, I, I actually... It will be cagey, but I think there's a few goals in it. I, 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 I really hope so. Do. It's, it's I, been a great tournament. I, I think both sides have uh, got the good attacking power, um, and I just love the way Denmark play, but England will be too strong in the end. Can I just say a massive thank you as well to yourself, Dave, and everybody involved at Optus Sport. Johnny, it's been, it, it's been tough times. We're in lockdown again, but I feel so privileged and honoured to be part of the Euro team that we have witnessed. To, it's By one the way, of the best we've tournaments. Still got four games. I know, John, but it's yet. coming to an end, and I'm, I'm just starting. It's, it's starting to affect. Yeah. You're looking, you're going, God, there's only four games. Yeah. Uh, how many games? Sorry. Yeah, there's three games, three but games I'm left. talking about the Copa, the Copa America, America final. Yeah, yeah. So it's, but it, it's just been unbelievable. And I'm, yeah. I, you know, it's just been a joy to be part of because the football has been absolutely incredible. And it's just been nonstop football. And it's kept people going through lockdown. I couldn't agree more. I sometimes, when I'm when you're driving in in a haze going, what time is it? And then you pinch yourself and go, are we doing this? Yeah. Uh, we're blessed. Yeah, we are blessed. Then, look, sometimes that one o'clock uh, alarm when it goes off, it does hit me, <laughs> I can tell you. But then I get excited because I go, who am I going to go watch today? Well, um, Got to um, be honest, coming in the Uber with you at that time in the morning, it's the only time I look better than you. So <laughs> the girls that make you up behind set, because you look like a piece of shit coming in the Uber, so you look so tired. But they deserve medals to make us look respectable on TV. And Johnny just, he, he, it's almost like... Bridgie, uh, didn't you realise that I had a mirror there like that? <laughs> so you're looking at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> Fair play. Uh, I think that's the end of the podcast, everybody. But I hope you enjoyed it. You've had a great weekend. Any other final words or thoughts? No, I'm clumped. No. All done. <laughs> it's coming home. To what, Rome. It? Yeah, to Rome. Rome. <laughs> everyone out there, I hope you've had a great weekend. A great weekend of football. You've got a couple of days off to get ready for the semi-finals. Copper America is on on Optusport as well. If you've been consumed by the Euros, jump on, have a look at the highlights, read the articles, look at all the, the best moments from that tournament as well. And we'll be back with you on Wednesday. And as ever, until then, enjoy your football. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.